Industries for the Blind presents Blind Living Radio, where you'll hear interesting topics, fun stories, and important news about our blind and visually impaired community. It's time now for Blind Living Radio. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Blind Living Radio. My name is Danielle Crapo in the studio with Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. How's it going? It's going great today. Yeah, you know what? I um I have had food on the brain all day. All day, yeah. all night, food, food, food. It's like a daily thing for me. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> There's always food on the brain. Always. I mean, always food. What else is there? Well, let's see. Uh, food and more food. There you go. I let's like- all go through a drive-through and wait in line. No, 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 no. Why not? Because it's not as healthy, it's not as cost-effective, and it's not as fun. Oh, there's the fun word. The fun word. I'm just a killjoy, I guess. Don't you like cooking with your family? I do enjoy cooking. Good. Good. Probably not as much as you do, though. I love cooking. I don't know how you cook being blind, Danielle. It's actually pretty pretty easy. Because you don't cook simple things. No. I I do. I I do. I do like my simple things, but actually we recently started getting Blue Apron boxes. And those are some pretty complicated things that they have you cook. They say they're easy, but they're not. Well, they might be easy for someone that... Can see. Well, could be that, that they are visual or that they are long-term cooks. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not a long-term cook. A professional. Right. A professional. You're a professional cook. I try. But you often get challenged to move out of your... Is there a genre? It's kind of like a cuisine. Like your comfort zone of cuisine. Yes. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, you have like you have like a staple yep. of cuisines that are go to. Jalapeno pasta. And then you deviate off. Yes. So maybe something with meatballs and red sauce. Oh, meatballs and red sauce or like a good steak. Oh, a good steak. Well you are the grill master. I am. Actually I'm the grill king. It's been an upgraded. You've been upgraded grill king at your yeah. household. That's yep. true. Grill king. Now I will share with the listening audience, I do know that you grill, on the grill you do it strictly by time. By time and by hearing. Like, this is how you know when it's done. Yes, and also... Um, now, when you say hearing. Well, if you're, like, the quieter your meat sizzles, the more done it is. So, like, the less sizzle, the more cooked it is. And I use I use some uh, some apps, I use some adapted kitchen tools. Like um, what? Oh, like... The All Recipes app is where I get my most of my recipes. And then I have a set of spatulas that are kind of interlocked. So if I need to flip like a burger or, uh, you know, a steak or something, they're kind of interlocked so I can kind of pinch them between like the spatulas. giant flat tongs. Yes, yes. That's Very exactly nice. what it is. So I have those. I you don't do what I do. I flip them up in the air and they may or may not land back on the griddle <laughs> or the grill. No, I take no chances. Sometimes that does happen. No, I'd like to see you cook one day. I have a harder time with like the bratwurst sausage. Oh, those are easy. They roll. Those. So then you set them on the grate. Like if your grate is going vertically, which is how most grates go. Correct me if I'm wrong. It could be. It might be horizontal that they go. Going to the front to the back. Right. So yes. if that's the way your grate goes, then you just put your sausage down the opposite way. But then, well, if you go the opposite way, then you get those nice grill marks. Correct. I like to do mine at a 45-degree angle because I want those grill marks to be just so. Oh, fancy. That way, after I burn the heck out (laughs) of them, they still look good. I see. 
They may mm-hmm. taste like little rocks, but they t- they look good. Well, um, charcoal never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody at all. No, I'm actually a very good griller, Danielle, and and one thing that I do still challenge myself with is when is it done? Yes, that's. I know there's a, a cool little eye grill tool. It's kind of neat, little meat probe. I am so covetous of that eye grill tool. I want that thing so bad. Well, you just may need to keep wishing. I might, but I, I one I do, might show up for your birthday. Yes. Yes. Like a year. <laughs> But there's also I have a basic talking thermometer, to, a talking meat thermometer too, so I, I use that since I don't have the eye grill. Two hundred and ten degrees. Right, and then your meat is burnt. Oh, two tens too hot. Yeah, two tens. One seventy. There you go. That's that's nice. But it depends on if it's chicken, pork, beef, fish. Yeah, it's all different temps. Yep. And that's why you have to listen and plan, planning, planning and organization. More planning again. Yes. So I know I know you love seasoning. Yes. You love spice. I do. Spice in your life. Yes, sir. So you don't just throw plain meat on the grill. No, I season it and I make sure that it's seasoned well on both sides. And um, the way I do that, because I, I have a feeling you're going to ask how, how I know what seasoning is which. Because I'll tell you, my seasoning <laughs> cabinet, I have little steps in there. So some of the bottles are short, some are tall, some are big. They're different brands. Sometimes it's hard to find. I've got to get a little flashlight sometimes, look around in there, and I go, where the heck is the dill? But see, you could just sniff out the dill. Like if you just open the lids and sniff Mm. it out, like your ginger, over Christmas. Paprika. Yeah, paprika, mustard. You know what, though? Mustard, dry mustard has no really scent. Real scent to it? No. So that's the one where, here again, I'll pull out my phone and use an app to find out what it is. So how how does the app tell you what it is? So the app takes a picture of the bottle or or jar or whatever's in your hand, and it sends it out into outer space, but really it's just over the Internet. And there's actually people who get these pictures, and they tell you what they are. Uh, I don't know if they're volunteers or if they're paid by the app, but it's called TapTapSee. It's a pretty cool app. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's free. That's a lot of help. Yes, it's a lot the, of help. I mean, I have the advantage I can see on that, but that doesn't take you very long. And don't they answer back pretty quickly? Yeah, within a minute or two. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't end your whole day. You don't have to wait 24 hours for an answer. You can actually keep cooking. Exactly. Which is cool. And then, too, if if you you know want to use things that are not technology-based, you can always use just a Braille label. Um, just put it on a rubber band, and you can reuse it. Just keep it for every new little jar of mustard or whatever that you buy, you could just keep reusing the same label. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. You know what, Danielle? I bet we have more great ideas. We should probably take a quick break. Okay. I'm Danielle Crapo. I'm Harley Thomas. And you're listening to Blind Living Radio. We'll be, be back. Be right back. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm Danielle Crapo with Harley Thomas. Hey, Harley. Hello, Danielle. It's good to be back from the break. Yep. And... You know, we had a little bit of time to talk during the break about food. 
food. <laughs> Since it is our topic today, we're talking about food and how do you cook when you're blind? Yeah. What are some tools you use when you're blind? Tools and techniques and how to get it done safely, which safety is a big deal in the kitchen. Safety is a big deal for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sighted or blind, you take your time. That's that's my biggest tip with cooking, especially if you're trying out something new or a new recipe or a new technique. Um, I was just doing a new recipe recently, and I was trying to hurry because I didn't time things out right, and I cut my finger very badly. And then Ooh. I couldn't read. Because you cut your finger. Right. So that was not okay. And if, if I had just prepared a little bit more, I would have. I would. I might not have cut myself. Not saying that accidents don't happen, but was your knife sharp? Very sharp. It was Chicago cutlery. You have to keep your knives sharp. Yes. Because you're less likely to cut yourself with a sharp knife because it won't veer off. Oh, I didn't know it. I, didn't, I always knew that you should keep your knife sharp, but I didn't know why. Like a tomato. Think of a tomato. Okay. As you try to cut a tomato, that skin. You've got to get through that skin, otherwise it'll jump off the side and grab your finger. Yeah, that could. Be problematic. Unless you have a tomato knife. It's serrated with a funny little end so you can poke things. Ooh, yeah. a tomato knife, an oh, eye yeah. grill. Holy cow, my list is growing. I, I know your list is going to be huge pretty soon. Yeah. But, you know, it is winter time, so tomatoes are not the most in season at the moment. No, I've been doing a lot of soups and stews this winter. Chili. I, I want to master chili. There's so many kinds of chili, Danielle. There are so many kinds of chili. White chili and super, super spicy chili and beans, turkey Beans, no beans. Do you put noodles in it? You know, I did not do that before I moved to Wisconsin, and now I, I like it. I don't see myself doing it without noodles in it. Some listeners might find that weird. Yeah. noodles in it. Just try it, guys. You know, I'd like to hear from our audience, too. I'd, I'd say email us other ideas of what goes into chili. Yeah. Because Danielle's, she's on a hunt for the best chili. Yeah, send me your chili recipes. And you know what? If we get enough of them, we'll put them up on the website. The yeah. Great Chili Cook-Off of 2015. On blindlivingradio.com. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Come on, guys. Send Come on. Recipes. You know what? Maybe the winner gets a prize. We should so do that. Oh, how about a grill brush? Ooh, a grill brush. Yes, I like your thinking. Industries for the Blind makes grill brushes. That would be great. They're so, actually really great quality. And since brushes. they're our lead sponsor, we'll give sense. them a plug. Yeah. No charge. No charge. On the house. <laughs> well, have you used their grill brushes? I have used their grill brushes. They're nice little brass, uh, I guess, bristles. They're really nice. I and really They've got the like scrubber them. on the end. I may have had a salmon catastrophe with my grill, and those brushes came in really handy. Right. And you can find those grill brushes, Danielle, at blind-made.com. Yeah, you can. And other stuff, too. And other stuff, too. Like, lots of other stuff. So grilling is one. What's another uh, challenge or tool that you use in the kitchen, Danielle? Um, other than this knife accident, you have all your digits still. I do. So yep, I can read it's again. It's a minor. It's a minor accident. Boiling water was a big challenge for me when I started cooking because I didn't, I have a little tiny bit of sight in one of my eyes. So I tried to look at it and that's not, I mean, you can singe off your eyelashes. You don't want to get your no. face really close to boiling no. water. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. So. Scald your nose. The, so there, yeah. Talk about a red nose. Like, yeah. So what I did was I started listening for the bubbles in the water. And what I do is I like to let things get to a rolling boil just so that I'm sure 
that they're boiling. So I'll put in maybe a quarter cup more water than the recipe asks for, just because I know that that's going to evaporate before I can really hear those bubbles. So I just compensate a little bit for that extra time that I need to hear it. And it works, right? It does. a little extra water, you get the roaring boil, some of it burns off. Right. I mean, you don't want to put in more than a quarter cup because then your stuff will get soupy and... Yeah, you don't want Nah. There's just a lot of different little things. Like for my spices, uh, if if it's a spice that I'm going to use more often, I put it in like the front and center part of my spice cabinet. That makes good sense. And and they're also the bigger jars. And then if I buy spices like like we were talking about dill earlier, I don't really use dill very often. But you need it. Right. You have to have it in your kitchen because you never know when you're going to need to make a good tartar sauce. That's right. So... I just put it in the back of the cabinet, and I and I purposely buy the smaller bottles because, A, I don't use it as often, and, B, it's a difference right there. Well, if it's a big bottle, I know it's one of my main spices. Your dad taught you that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, your dad taught you a lot of things about growing up blind and how to how to live a normal life. Yeah, he did. So Hi, Dad. Pops is cool. Pops is awesome. We'll give a shout-out to Pops. Yeah, Pops. Pops will have a good 2015, too. Yes, he will. So another thing, you just don't want them to get old either. Spices oh, no. sometimes get old. And you, I don't know anyone that actually throws old spices away, but I think you're supposed to. I think, yeah, I think you are. And they smell the, the aroma from the spices. Are, as, as they get older, uh, it's a less of an aroma. So you can tell if you can barely smell the sage in there, it's probably time to throw it out. Use twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be my answer. Use it up. That's a good point, I suppose. Well, I don't know if it really works that way. We'd have to have a professional chef on, like, Christine Ha or someone to tell us if that would work. Oh, yeah, that'd be great to have Christine Ha. I'm sure she has a lot more cooking techniques that I, I could learn from. I, you could probably learn from her, too. I could learn lots. So, Danielle, what about, like, uh, cooking a cheeseburger? Obviously, you cook the burger first, and you have to find the burger on the grill to put cheese on top of it. Yep. How do you do that? So, if I'm using the George Foreman, which I have to plug the George Foreman because that is my favorite way of uh, indoor grilling and so if you use a George Foreman you just set the patty in the in the middle of the grill and yeah it's a little bit slower to do one at a time but there again you have to be safe it's better to be safe than to crowd the grill and you know burn yourself trying to find it but what I do is I put the patty in the middle of the grill I let it go until it quiets down and then I take my little double spatula thing and I don't flip the burger, but I find it with the spatula, kind of like a cane, a, a white cane sort of. I just feel sure. for the piece of meat, and then that's wh- I know that that's where my cheese goes. All right. And then you drop the cheese on there and... Yep. Pull the patty off, put it on the bottom bun. Done. Done. What about veggie trays and things like that for parties that you have? How do you assemble a veggie tray? I, I You have way more class than someone that just takes, oh, here's a sleeve of crackers and a block of cheese and a knife. So if I get a block of cheese and, and crackers, right, let's let's go with that because that's pretty simple. You just take the cheese, practice very safe knife skills. You cook with you cut with your fingertips in and you just kind of feel with your knuckles and you just feel the end of the cheese and you cut strips off and then you make cubes out of those strips. So that's the way that I do that. And then with veggie trays, I'll just take a big piece of broccoli. Actually, you can snap them off with your fingers. Did you know that? Like I the- use a pair of scissors. Kitchen shears. Oh, do you? See, no, I pop them off with my fingers. I mean, my clean hands. Probably obviously. overkill. But if it's something that I'm going to do in a hurry, I will totally order a pre-done veggie tray or fruit tray from Peapot. Hey, you know, my neighbors, they also order from them. And the other day I was driving home, 
and I think they had about 20 boxes oh my gosh. of stuff getting dropped off. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of groceries. It is. It, the, the boxes are huge, too, because they boxes have the insulated, huge. like the, and they have um, ice packs in them, too. Oh, those are reusable, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'm like, wow, maybe I should start having groceries delivered. You should do it. I just don't have time to go. Yeah, just do it. Do it from the app. Now you've got me thinking about other things, Danielle. I don't know. We may have to wrap this up pretty soon because I'm thinking I've got to get out of the studio, figure out what I need, and go grocery shopping. Oh, wait, that's planning again. Oh, hey. It all goes back to planning, Danielle. (laughs) Planning and time management and organization, yep. All things that you and I are excellent at. That's right. I will never say differently. (laughs) Neither will I. I don't know why you're laughing. no, No, I was sneezing. Do we have any last-minute tips for our listeners on I cooking would, or tips if, if you happen to be blind? I would just say one of the quickest ways to find more tips is to Google. Just cook, just Google really quickly cooking tips for the blind, and you'll find a lot of resources online. And the folks, I think, that might be struggling with losing their vision, mm-hmm. we would also recommend that they go to, a, I guess, a rehabilitation center. Oh, yeah, to learn daily living skills. To learn some daily living skills. Totally. Which our skills, not just cane, and but it's how to cook. It's everything. Oh, yeah. So it's all the daily living skills that people find necessary. And they're going to teach you that in the safest way possible, too. You're not going to get hurt. Danielle, this has been a great show. Yeah, it has. I think well, I'll take us out of this one. This has been Blind Living Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Harley Thomas. And I'm Danielle Crapo. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. We thank you. For supporting Blind Living Radio and our sponsor, Industries for the Blind, creating upward mobility since 1952. Learn more at IVMILW.com.